Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Welcome and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I'm so grateful that you have subscribed and that you're listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you are listening from. Uh, You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C. You can also find my YouTube channel also called Preacher Jim C. The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you listen to most, whether that be Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Search for my name, James Chambers, and there you will see the heading for New Christian Podcast. Click the subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates on this podcast. So let's get to this week's message and uh, episode three of Christian doctrines. We've been looking at the different Christian doctrines of our faith uh, over the last couple of weeks. And this week, we are going to be looking at the doctrine of Jesus, Jesus Christ. So today, we're going to continue the series, and we're going to be looking at the doctrines of our faith. And we're going to be looking at Jesus Christ. So again, let me first define what Christian doctrines really means. It's the English word doctrine. It comes from the Latin word doctrina, and it can be defined such as teaching or instruction, right? So Christian doctrine simply means a belief, the beliefs of Christians, what we believe as Christians. Uh, now, there are many nuances and many things that um, some make call themselves Christians, but if you look at the actual doctrine of what they believe on a particular issue or a particular doctrine, uh, you will clearly see, or you should clearly see, that their definition of a particular doctrine or a belief on a particular doctrine does not fit traditional, biblical, orthodox Christianity. Maybe sometime down the road here we can discuss that part part of it a little more. So when we look at Jesus and what the Bible has to say about him, his characteristics, really, uh, who and what he is, uh, there is much in the Bible. There are some that say Jesus never claimed to be God. But the Bible addresses this uh, to the contrary. Jesus did claim to be God. You just have to look at the scriptures carefully. Just look at just a few passages uh, that address this. It's correct, though, that the Bible never records Jesus saying precise words like, I am God, right? This doesn't mean, however, 
that Jesus never claimed to be God. Let me illustrate. Take, for example, the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 30, where Jesus says this, I and the Father are one. We need only to look at the Jews' reaction to Jesus' statement to know he was claiming to be God. They tried to stone Jesus for this very reason, right? This says, you, uh, the Jews reply in John uh, chapter 10, verse 33, the Jews reply to Jesus saying this by saying, you are a mere man claiming to be God. So even the Jewish leaders of that day were emphasizing Jesus in his statement, I and the Father are one, he was claiming to be God. They tried to stone him, right, for this. The Jews understood exactly what Jesus was claiming. He was claiming deity. When Jesus declared, I and the Father are one, he was saying that he and the Father, Father God, are of one nature and essence. In John's Gospel again, in chapter 8, verse 58, is another example, Jesus says this, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was born, I am. Okay, this is a reference that going all the way back to Exodus chapter three, verse 14, when God revealed himself as the great I am, right? Okay, so Jesus was saying and comparing himself and was saying that I am. He was using the same quote from Exodus to say that he was God, right? That's the reference. Jews who heard this statement responded by taking up stones to kill him for blasphemy. As the Mosaic law commanded in Leviticus chapter 24, verse 16, John reiterates the concept of Jesus' deity uh, in John chapter 1, verse 1, the Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 1, when it says, in the, uh, the Word, or Jesus, was God, and the Word became flesh, verse 14 of chapter 1. We, we see this, John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh. So Jesus here, and John most especially in that first chapter, is showing the deity of Jesus Christ. These verses clearly indicate that Jesus is God in the flesh. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 tells us, that says, be shepherds of the church of God, which he brought with his which he bought with his own blood. Who bought the church with his own blood. Jesus Christ did that. And this same verse declares that God purchased his church with his own blood. Therefore, Jesus is God. Thomas, our disciple Thomas, declared 
concerning Jesus, he says this in John chapter 20, verse 28, my Lord and my God. Thomas says this to Jesus. He obviously knew when he, he said to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus doesn't correct him in this, in this, in this verse and chapter. You would think if Jesus was not uh, claiming to be God, when Thomas says to Jesus, my Lord and my God, and coincidentally, the word Lord is capitalized, and the word God in that verse is capitalized, so it's obviously referring to Yahweh, God, right? Father God, the God of the Old Testament, God of the New Testament. It's referring to, to God. So G Jesus doesn't correct Thomas in this aspect. In Titus chapter 2, verse 13, uh, it encourages us to wait for the coming of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can also see 2 Peter verse one, or chapter 1, verse 1, for this, action, for this same uh, reference as Jesus and God, and Jesus is God. In Hebrew, chapter 1, verse 8, the Father declares of Jesus, saying this, But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the, the scepter of your kingdom. So Jesus here, the writer of Hebrews, is saying, Your throne, O God! will last forever. The Father refers to Jesus as God, indicating that Jesus is indeed God. In Revelation, uh, an angel instructs the Apostle John to only worship God, Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Several times in Scripture, Jesus receives worship. Okay, so you're worshiping, Jesus, Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, uh, chapter 14, verse 33, chapter 28, verse 9, uh, and verse 17 of chapter 28 of Matthew, uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 50, 52, John chapter 9, verse 38. All of these are, saying, are, are attributing worship to Jesus, right? He never rebukes people for worshiping him. Nowhere in Scripture. If Jesus were not God, he would have told his people to not worship him, right? I mean, it seems logical. Just as the angel in Revelation did, right? Beyond this, there are many other passages of Scripture that argue of Jesus being God. So theologically, as we study Jesus, as it shows him in Scriptures, we see both deity and man. This is what is started in the creeds of the early church. God is pleased in his eternal purpose to choose and ordain the Lord Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, according to the covenant made between them to be the mediator between God and humanity. God chose him to be prophet, priest, and king, 
and to be uh, head and savior of the church, the heir of all things. H-E-I-R, heir, is what I'm trying to tell you there, and judge of the world. From all eternity, God gave to the Son, Jesus, a people to be his offering. In time, in time, these people would be redeemed, called justified, sanctified, and glorified by Jesus. The Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, is truly and eternally God. He is the brightness of the Father's glory, the same in substance and equal with God, with him. He made the world and sustained and governed everything he has made. When the fullness of time comes, he took upon himself human nature with all the, essence, uh, all the essential properties and common weaknesses of, of it, but without sin, right? Jesus did this. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. The Holy Spirit came down upon her and the power of the Most High overshadowed her. Thus, he was born of a woman from the tribe of Judah, a descendant of Abraham and David in fulfillment of the scriptural prophecies about who the Savior would be. Two whole and perfect and distinct natures were inseparably joined together in one person without uh, converting one into the other or mixing them together to produce a different or a blended nature, right? This person is truly God. Jesus is truly God and truly man, yet one Christ. The only mediator between God and humanity. Jesus, the Lord Jesus, in his human nature, united in this way to the divine in the person of the Son, was sanctified and anointed with the Holy Spirit beyond measure. He had in himself all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The Father was pleased to make all fullness dwell in him, Jesus, so that being holy, harmless, and undefiled, the full grace and truth, Jesus was truly qualified to carry out the office of mediator and the uh, Lord and Savior of the world. He did not take this office upon himself, but was called to it by his Father, who put all power and judgment in his hand and commanded him to carry them out. Jesus is fully God and fully man. We call it uh, or it's commonly referred to as the God-man, as some would prefer to, to like, okay? There are a lot more, really there is a lot more things I could, I could go into this study of the doctrine and the study of Jesus Christ. So like I've said before in these last few episodes, if you have any questions at all, any questions at all about these doctrines or other doctrines, please contact me. 
Next week, we're going to take a look at the Holy Spirit, okay, and the doctrines surrounding Him, okay? Once again, if you have any questions about this or any other doctrine that we're going to be talking about, please email the ministry at triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. That's triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. And I want you to have a blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Links links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, And I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. (laughs)